Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. Hope you guys are having a wonderful evening. This is where I give you news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. And I can guarantee you that again tonight. I'll tell you a little bit. Free speech is futile. Gates goes full Borg on AI censorship. <laughs> Try finding that on MSNBC. <laughs> what else? we got Romanian senator slams globalists for mass genocide using, quote, alleged pandemic, unquote, in COVID death jabs. Finds You can find these two articles if you just happen to go to hopeforourtimes.com. Anyway, he posts some great articles here. We've got some good um, RSS feeds there. We'll talk about those articles and then probably one more. It's called Deadly Delusions. This is posted the 15th of February by one of my favorite um, 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 authors here, um, Jonathan Brittner. I really do like him. He always has some really good things to say. It always brings it back to the gospel. And so we'll, we'll talk about the, that article as well. So back over here to Hope for Our Time. So let's go to the uh, free speech is futile. Yes, folks. This was actually posted yesterday, the 17th of February. And you can find it at zerohedge.com. Zerohedge.com. And of course, it is by Tyler Durden, who authored this. And the author actually is Jonathan Turley. So let's jump into this. Okay, so below it says is my column in the New York Post on the call of Bill Gates to use artificial intelligence to combat political polarization on the Internet. Turns out the problem with the Internet is those pesky humans who want to believe things that they should not. Enter the new AI overlords to bring collective peace and tranquility through content assimilation. And here's the column. So let's scroll on down here. And it says... Uh, we are the AI folks. You can watch that too. Um, they're on, um, the zero hedge.com, but we will not watch that. So we're going to scroll on. It says what Borg like greeting could be coming soon to the internet in the form of new AI overlords. In a recent chilling interview, Microsoft founder and billionaire Bill Gates called for the use of artificial intelligence to combat, not just quote, digital misinformation unquote, but political polarization. It goes on to say, he is only the latest to call for the use of either AI or algorithms to shape what people say or read on the Internet. The danger of such a system is evident where free speech like resistance could become futile. In an interview on the German program Hanselblatt Disrupt, uh, Gates calls for unleashing AI to stop certain views from being magnified by digital channels. The problem is that we allow various conspiracy theories like QAnon or what whatever, uh, to be blasted out by people who wanted to believe those things, unquote. Gates added that AI can combat political polarization by checking confirmation bias. Mm-hmm, bias, sure. Confirmation bias is a long term used to describe the tendency of people to search for or interpret information in a way that confirms their own beliefs. It is now being used to dismiss those who with opposing views as ignorant slobs dragging their knuckles across the internet. People endangering us all by failing to accept the logic behind policies on COVID, climate change, or a host of other you know, political issues. This is not the first call for AI overlords to protect us from ourselves. Last September, Gates gave the keynote address at the uh, Forbes 400 Summit on Philanthropy. He told his fellow billionaires that polarization and lack of trust is a problem, unquote. And the problem is, again, well, people... Yeah, people simple people seek a simple solutions in truth 
is kind of boring sometimes and not AI, of course. Uh, that would supply the solutions. Otherwise, Gates suggested we could all die. Political pol- polarization may bring it all to an end. We're going to have a hung election in a civil war, unquote. Others have suggested a brave new world where citizens will be carefully guided in what they read and see. Dramatic uh, Democratic leaders have called for a type of enlightened algorithms to frame what citizens access on the internet in 2021 senator elizabeth warren democrat from massachusetts objected that people were not listening to the informed views of herself and leading quote experts i threw the quote in there because those people are not experts Anyway, instead, they were reading views of skeptics by searching Amazon and finding books by prominent spreaders of misinformation. No, not the misinformation, people. That was me. (laughs) Anyway, I'm such a spreader of misinformation. Yeah, anyway, so Warren blamed Amazon for failing to limit searches or choices. This pattern and practice of misbehavior suggests that Amazon is either unwilling or unable to modify its business practices to prevent the spread of falsehoods or the sale of inappropriate products, unquote. In her letter, Warren gave the company 14 days to change its algorithms to throttle and obstruct efforts to read opposing views. Folks, that just tells you... This tells you all those folks that write these books and put this content out there and our YouTube pages and all this stuff. And we put all the, we are suppressed, like very bad, like very bad. Like some people could actually type my name in, my exact name, the exact title name of the book last year, and they could not find it. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. I had to actually look for it myself on the ones that I had bought and send them the link insanity folks but that's what they do they don't want the truth out there no matter how small you are they don't care okay you're easier to crush you're like a little ant when you're small you know they just kind of get the magnifying glass out and toy with you a little bit before they fry you yeah anyway so it goes on to say uh social media responded to such calls and engaged in widespread censorship of those who held opposing views of mask mandates vaccine safety school mandates and the origin of COVID 19. many of those criticisms and views are now acknowledged as plausible and legitimate uh, just here recently, I'm going to throw this up there. They just threw that up. As we all knew, as we already knew, if you already had COVID, then, uh, yeah, your your immune system has fought it and it is better than the vaccine. Of course it is. But they don't want, oh, if you said that a year ago, <laughs> you misinformation, you don't know science, you science denier. These retarded words that are coming up with, who, what, really, misinformation? What in the... <laughs> It's like these people never went to school or something. I'm sorry. Anyway, rant. Anyway, so moving right along. And he goes on to say, but scientists were banned and censored. There was no, quote, polarization allowed. The public never was allowed to have that full debate on social media because such views were declared disinformation. You got misinformation, disinformation, science deniers. Oh, my gosh. No. Anyway, President Biden joined in these calls for censorship, often sounding like a censor in chief, denouncing social media companies for killing people by not blocking enough. Recently, he expressed doubt that the public can know the truth without such censorship by editors in big tech. I don't know who's killing folks. I think you are, Biden. You're killing folks. Trump and your expedited vaccine. I did. I saved billions of lives. No. No, I don't think so. I think you took millions of lives. Anyway, you know my personal thoughts here. Anyway, they found an eager body of censors at companies like Twitter. After taking over as CEO of Herrig Argwal, 
pledge to regulate content as reflective of things that we believe lead to a healthier public conversation. Um, Agrawal said that the company would focus less on thinking about free speech because speech is easy on the internet. Most people can speak. Where our role is particularly emphasized is who can be heard. So anybody can talk. (laughs) You can say whatever you want to. But if anybody ever reads what you said, that's a different story. Because, you know, they're going to bury that stuff. Like on page 19B. Anyway, that view was echoed uh, last week at the first hearing on Twitter censorship program. Former Twitter executive Anika Collier Navarro or Navarroli testified on what she repeatedly called the nuanced standards used by her and her staff on censorship. She explained that they did not just balance free speech against public safety in deciding whether to allow someone to speak. Rather, censorship depended on the persons involved. Quote, whose free expression are we protecting at the expense of whose safety and whose safety are we willing to allow to go uh, the winds so that people can speak speak freely all that could be much easier with a ai overlord that can protect us against our own doubts and divisions currently microsoft the company gates founded uses newsguard a self-described arbiter of misinformation which rates sites and has been widely criticized for targeting conservative media now this could work this could work i'm sorry now this work could be turned over to an ai overlord of course the intelligence remains artificial a human has to program what is truth and what is intolerable you know quote polarization uh it would be a ramped up version of chat gpt the popular ai service that microsoft just incorporated into its bing search engine it censored or it censors quote offensive uh-oh got a little pop-up here sorry about that it uh, it censors quote offensive unquote content and bars certain viewpoints because it was told to do so so ai enforces the collective truth that needs to be amplified for a greater good as determined by figures like gates yes folks we are clearly not facing a giant menacing cube circling our planet no the chinese balloons don't count yet after years of instance of censorship you would be forgiven if it all sounds chillingly similar to lower your shields and surrender resistance is futile yes folks this is where we are at. And if you don't believe it, you got to wake up and, uh, you know, smell the tribulation that's coming your way so fast. Faster than a speeding bullet. Faster than a train, plane, automobile. It is coming quickly. You know it is. Got to get some coffee. It's been a long day. <laughs> mm. You guys, this is insane. I just... I wake up every morning going, I never thought I'd live to see this day. I just never thought it. <laughs> and I'm usually surprised when I wake up in the morning that the rapture didn't happen. I'm like, what? <laughs> if only, if only. If somebody was to stand outside my window and play a trumpet, I'd be like, it's here. It's time. Let's go. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a wonderful way to wake up? My goodness gracious. So Romanian senator slams globalists for mass genocide using quite alleged pandemic and COVID death jabs claims Turkey's um, uh, claims Turkey's earthquake is a man-made attack. And here's a video. This is February the 12th. And it's by Jim Holt. Goes more than okay, folks. This is this is devastating. This is this is so sad. It was more than thirty three thousand people have been killed, and tens of thousands were injured after a seven point eight magnitude earthquake and severe aftershocks like Armageddon unquote hit southern Turkey 
in Syria, the death toll is expected to rise. Numerous residential buildings have collapsed in Turkey and in northern Syria. Tens of thousands of people in Turkey and Syria are now homeless in bitterly cold winter conditions. The United States on Thursday announced $85 million in urgent humanitarian assistance for Turkey and Syria. Uh, you said is providing emergency food and shelter for refugees in newly displaced people. Winter supplies to help. Uh, families brave the cold critical health care services to provide trauma support, safe drinking water to prevent disease and hygiene and sanitation assistance to keep people safe and healthy, you said um, in a statement. During a speech in the Romanian Parliament on Wednesday, Senator Diana Lovanovski uh, lambasted globalists for their role in a genocidal plot utilizing the alleged pandemic in COVID death jabs. She also blamed the West for using geological weapons to cause an earthquake in Turkey. She goes, quote, it is very clear to me that at this point, things uh, at the international level have gotten out of hand. The fools are playing as God and they think they have won the game. Uh, Lovinovici said, uh, cause of these de- Cause of these demented and psychopathic people who cause wars and cataclysms using unconventional weapons, we humans are just numbers they can get rid of, unquote. And how true. She could not be any truer when she said that. Spoken just like from like from the Bible. That's what the Bible said would happen. They'd invent new ways to be evil. And, uh, you know, oh, folks. Anyway, it goes on to say, and you can, we can read her transcript here, and uh, which we're not going to, but you get the gist of it there. She calls them plagiarists, Pharisees, and Judas. Oh, my. We may read this. Let's go ahead and read this. So it's translated. So it goes, it's from Romanian. So anyway, if it doesn't sound right when I read it, just know it was translated. So anyway, dear fellow senators, for three years, we have been experiencing a real campaign of mass killing worldwide, either through alleged pandemics and the imminent need to inject untested vaccines that kill people or through wars that reduce the world's population, but rearranges international politics, relines power poles and alters borders. We have lived... Uh, we have lived to witness the production of um, earthquakes on command, which is actually an attack on Turkey by the greatest of the world who totally disliked being set up by uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, um, the president of Turkey. Moreover, his position of neutrality in, in mediator in the Ukrainian-Russian war deeply disturbed them, especially since Turkey is the second great power from a military point of view with NATO. His position to block Sweden's accession to NATO his speech in Davos, as well as the gesture of leaving in the middle of the press conference defying Schwab, did not remain without an echo in the cold world of leaders, uh, cold world of leaders of the world. But no one thought that people would have to die, so many people, and in such a terrible way. And it's just a warning because it wasn't the most populated area of Turkey. 150 aftershocks of a devastating earthquake, uh, the second, the second larger than the first. Uh, without the existence of an epicenter, the area being artificially stimulated, geological weapons having existed for a very long time, uh, being used so far without causing too many casualties, probably for experiments. Now, it has been put into practice. If we look carefully at the map of Turkey, we will see um, that uh, it is furrowed by gas and oil pipelines. This being actually one of the goals, their destruction. But 10 seconds before the occurrence of the so-called earthquake, the Turks closed these pipelines. In addition, 24 hours before the earthquake, 10 countries withdrew their ambassadors from Turkey. 
Five days before its occurrence, the Romanian Minister of Foreign Affairs issued a travel warning for Romanian citizens in Turkey, although there was no danger, as did other countries. By killing people, they served their interests. The maps show on a television channel show that there was no epicenter but a line with thousands of earthquakes. The Turkish Secret Service are investigating a possible criminal intervention and, of course, you can read involvement and uh, of other state in triggering the first earthquake. She says, uh, what followed later being a chain reaction after destabilization of the tectonic plates in the region? She goes on to say, it is very clear that President, um, uh, that President Erdogan was punished for his courage, dignity, and honor, and for his closeness to the Russian Federation. In fact, a position of neutrality and mediation for peace. In addition, it is a desire to divert people's attention from Ukraine, uh, where representatives of many countries have already begun to shout against the, deputy, the dis, dis, despotism and uh, orders given by President Zelensky as if he is ruling the world and someone is obliged to send weapons and participate in his war, in a war where he sacrificed his own people and destroyed his entire country. Anyone who speaks of peace is put on the pole of infamy and attacked from all sides. This is what happened in Romania when I started the unique initiative Neutrality for Romania. The peace from Bucatrest, uh, she says, they all rushed at me, although now, after one year of war, almost all of them say everything that I said and supported from the beginning, claiming now they are the owners of these ideas. Plagiarists, Pharisees, Judas, she screams. Uh, because of you, people have died and continue to die. You all have hands stained with blood, with the blood of millions of people killed for the interests of some madmen who wish to rule the world. Unfortunately, um, at the Romanian leadership level, we only have incompetence, idiots, plagiarists, thieves, robbers, criminals, cowards, traitors, and the list goes on. Uh, these incompetence award, awarded by foreign countries for special merits in their support, but at the expense of Romania, are trying at this moment to turn Romania from a neutral sovereign state into a servile and offensive state through which some great powers can exercise their warlike actions and to turn Romanians into cannon fodder for the benefit of others. Judas, we will stop you at any risk and at any cost. Leave Romania to be sovereign and neutral. We are not interested in anyone's wars. We have always defended our nation and land, and we have not attacked anyone. You should know we have always been in the losing camp, even when the camp won. We have always paid, she says. Enough. Stop here. Romania will keep its neutrality no matter what you promise to others, you traitors. We have an obligation to keep good neighborhood relations in the region, whatever others ask you. If you are not able to defend our peace, and you are not, then leave or we will take you down, she says. It's very clear to me that at this point, things at the international level have gotten out of hand. The fools are playing as God, and they think they have won the game because of these demented and psychopathic people who cause wars and cataclysms using unconventional weapons. We humans are just numbers they can get rid of. It is imperative that all nations, the people of the world, rise up together, wake up from daily comfort and carelessness, and just like in 1848, we'll begin the struggle for liberation from the yoke of psychopaths, of demented people who steal our happiness and the beautiful world in that we live in. That's why I urge all of you who still want to live in a world of God and not of Satan, I urge you to rise up to fight to a world revolt to free us all and to destroy these enemies because in this moment we are in legitimate defense, she says. Take the claws off Turkey, take the claws off Romania, take the claws off God's people. Warning to the psychopaths of the world, if you need people to die, we need you to perish too. It's all or nothing, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, uh, Talon's Law. And she says, thank you. 
folks, that's an excellent article. Um, that is excellent. Oh my goodness, she is on point. Did you guys hear that? Oh my goodness gracious, she she sees what's going on. She sees the big picture, and I'm telling you, she's right. Um, we live in a world today, like I say all the time here in the United States, these men, they're not men anymore. They're like metrosexuals. What the hell, they don't even know what they are anymore. They stare at their phones, get their hairs and buns and whatever, you know. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. And we as Christians need to stand up because, you know, uh, as much as I would like to see revival in the United States, oh my goodness, would I love to see revival. And yeah, I'm not really for sure about Asbury if that's not a revival. I mean, you know, I, it looks to me, um, it is. I saw uh, uh, Spencer Smith did an episode, and I did not agree with this. Um, he said, oh, look, they're casting out devils, so all of a sudden it's a bad thing or something. I'm like, the Bible, the Bible says, <laughs> kind of like Andy Stanley, the Bible does say, I'm saying, the Bible does say, cast out demons. Um, Jesus, that was huge in his ministry. How often did it show that he ca- and he cast out demons and he cast how often they brought many of them demon possessed him and he cast them out and he said his apostles to cast them and look there were even Jews that were casting out demons in Jesus name and they weren't even believers and they said uh, the apostle Paul we know and Jesus we know but who are you so it is the power of Christ his blood his name is powerful and that is what cast out demons and so um you can call me what you want uh or you can disagree with me if you want to on that but i completely disagree with spencer smith on that i love spencer don't give me i love brother spencer um i I agree with a lot of that he says but when he said that i i did not agree with that brother spencer um the bible tells us um that we are to do that we are to cast out demons and so if, if people are getting delivered well praise god for that that is awesome now, I'm not sure if it's a real revival or not. I don't know. I haven't been there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I did see something on there talking about they were saying, well, I'm not going to go there. I'll let you guys research. I'm going to research that some more. I want to make sure before I say anything about that. But, I mean, there's not a lot of crazy stuff going on. There's not, you know. It, I mean, I, to me, I, I believe the entire word of God, it is uh, without error. There is no error in the word of God. It is truth. It is it's our manual. It's our instructions, you know, basic instructions before leaving earth. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's an easy way to remember that. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as that goes, and I saw that, I was like, what? Come on, brother Spencer. Baptist believe in that. What are you talking about, brother? Anyway, oh. I was a little disheartened to see that, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right brother spencer still does a lot of good stuff um anyway but on that i did disagree so if y'all happen to go to his channel and you happen to watch that and you see that just know i do not agree with that i don't agree with his um take on that i believe that we are you know that you know christ the name of jesus is still most powerful and is still um able to cast out demons and so anyway that's wanted to throw that in there um, but what else? So let's head on over here to the Deadly Delusions. And this is Jonathan Brittner. So uh, the book of Daniel and Revelation tell us that in the years prior to the second coming, a vicious and an exceedingly evil world empire will emerge and briefly rule over the nations. The Apostle Paul described this leader as the, quote, man of lawlessness, unquote, who will defile a Jewish temple in Jerusalem before Jesus destroys him at his 
at his return to earth. That's Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses three through ten. You guys, you can find this at jonathanbrittner.com or jonathanbrittner.com. So it goes on to say, do we see evidence today of Satan's minions preparing the way for the Antichrist to enslave humanity? <laughs> Absolutely. It's like a bear coming out of hibernation. The beast kingdom is gaining strength throughout the world, just as Scripture said would happen in the last days. For over a century, the globalists have been putting the pieces in place for the coming new world order. And now it's coming to fruition. The majority of people do not want the Luciferian agenda of the elite power brokers of our day. But that doesn't matter. They will impose their will on the unsuspecting slowly but surely. They will do so through many dangerous delusions that will turn deadly. Folks, we're going to go through a list of these. And I'm sure you're going to be able to see how these are already being implemented or they're beginning to be implemented or you can see them on the horizon. So let's go ahead and start with delusion number one. The globalists desire a worldwide democracy. So Peter Koenig, a ge- geopolitical analyst and a former senior economic at the World Bank and the World Health Organization, wrote the following about the January 2023 World Economic Forum meeting in Davos. And I quote, criticism and even ridicule of the WEFs. WEFs, anyway, a dictatorial and dystopian approach to the world's population has reached uh, in 2023 is a new pinnacle. Though the world's, I'm sorry, though the, the words democracy and freedom are always in the forefront, they are hardly applied. They are merely the deed of nonstop propaganda for something that isn't. And as uh, Goebbels, Hitler's propaganda minister, uh, said already almost 80 years ago, if a lie is often enough repeated it becomes the truth this false truth is brainwashed almost every western citizen we are being gradually enslaved while being while still believing we are living in a democracy the wef is part of the steady flow of propaganda but also a master tyrant in the person of klaus schwab in his israeli top advisor uh, you useless eaters. You remember Yuval Noah Harari. You useless haters. Eaters. I gotta switch up my glasses here, folks. If you only knew how blind I really was. Anyway, uh, so going on with the article uh, by Jonathan Brittner, by the way. Uh, the elite of our day tell us their true aim is quote democracy and quote freedom however their true intent is totalitarian marxist uh, one world government a video appeared on the wef website that i watched many times in the past he says it pictured a young happy man as a voice told us <laughs> that in the future quote you will own nothing and be happy that's the true objective of the globalist and it rings of servitude not freedom and i'm going to switch this here article to this other monitor over here because it's a little easier to read on this bad boy okay sorry about that you guys all right i'm gonna move my monitor over here oh if i can scoot up here let's see sorry about that you guys okay so delusion number two digital currencies will be advantageous 10 nations have already implemented digital currencies with another 100 considering such a move 
Uh, many predict that a central uh, central bank digital currency or a CBDC will arrive in America during 2023. During their initial appearing, the elite will showcase the advantages of CBDCs. They will increase the speed and accuracy of electronic financial transactions and provide much improved protection against fraud. Many will welcome the introduction of a CBDC, especially during its initial and perhaps limited implementation. Um, it may seem like using a debit card. However, there's a huge downside to CBDCs via their programmable, yes, programmable feature, you guys. This will not only give the state access to all financial transactions, but also enable it, perhaps at a later date, to penalize people for spending their allotted funds in socially unacceptable ways, you know, like cows, moo, beef, you know. Good stuff, that good for your food, you know, the food you need. You know, it's called protein from animals. You know, you got to have it for your brain to work right. No offense, you vegetarians and vegans. I'm sorry. <laughs> In Texas, we like beef. It's what's for dinner. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so CBDCs are a trap. Many who bemoan the idea of a totalitarian state will find themselves subjected to one against their will as they discover far too late that a future government entity decides the amount of funds available to them and prescribes how they spend them that's right because like say you get paid 200 bucks oh yeah here here's your little paycheck 200 dollars. but they're gonna break that 200 dollars up okay think of a pie chart say you have mm, let's just do 20 percent that you can spend on beef okay because i like beef 20 percent you can spend on say beef and chicken and pork whatever you want to throw in there just put the animals all together right beef chicken and pork. okay whatever and goat if you want to <laughs> okay anyway um, and lamb. Ah, I don't like lamb. I have tried lamb. Oh my gosh, would I love to love lamb? I would, but ah, I can't do it. Oh, ah, it's bad. Ooh, I don't know how you. Oh gosh, I don't even. Even with jelly, they try. You got to try the mint jelly. Oh, 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 it's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Give me a T-bone. Give me a T-bone of lamb mignon. Oh, I'll even take a pork chop, dude. I don't care. Ham hock. Hey, I'm all about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you have this pie chart, right? And they give you twenty percent you can spend on animals, right? You get whatever whatever one protein you want to choose or whatever. And then you're gonna get another like, you know, I don't know, forty percent that you could, you know, spend on clothing and uh, you know, maybe utilities or like whatever they're gonna divide everything up and then this is all you're gonna get. So you're not actually gonna get your two hundred dollars in the freedom to do whatever you want to with that two hundred dollars. Like, oh, I'm gonna go buy a flat screen TV with my two hundred dollars. I'm sorry. You can't buy that flat screen TV. You're not allowed that much money. You only got 10% for electronics. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what they're, they're going to program your money to where you can only spend that money on what it's programmed for. Say, you already spent your 20% on cow, but you still had, you know, $100 left over out of your check and you wanted to go buy some more cow. And I'm sorry, that $100 is not programmed for cow. <laughs> you're going to have to, you're going to have to eat crickets i'm sorry it's the mccricket it's coming to a mcdonald's near you uh it's not the mcrib anymore it's the mccricket the mclocus i'm just throwing that out there but folks that's what this is going for i'm telling you they have got this devious devious plan and who do you think is behind this devious plan it's not Klaus schwab and you you think they're smart enough to know no, it's the demons. The demons are telling them. The demons are, are running this show. Satan is behind it all. And these folks are just, they're just doing Satan's bidding is all they're doing. 
And uh, this is this is where it's going. Like I told you at the beginning of the program, you tell me. You know, like I did a just did an update earlier today. I, I uploaded it late. Uh, and it's time, are we looking for the signs? Are we supposed to? Yes, we're supposed to be looking for the signs. Jesus wouldn't have told him that. Wouldn't have told us the signs if he didn't want us to be looking. <laughs> if he didn't want us to be aware of where we are, he's like, "Hello, McFly. This is where you guys are. This is what I said was going to happen right before my return." So, because the disciples asked him, well, when will these things be, Jesus? And he told them. He didn't say, it's not for you to know. Daniel, still up the book. No, he didn't say that. So, that's what, that's what God told Daniel. But no, Jesus took his took his disciples and took them out and told them what was going to happen. He didn't rebuke them. He told them, this is what is going to happen. And so, we are to be awake and aware. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm listening for the trumpet call. I know you guys are too. <laughs> Anyway, back to delusion number three. Delusion number three, vaccine passports will only store medical information. Sure, sure, we believe that. So another high, another item on the uh, high on the agenda at the January WF gathering was the was the matter of vaccine passports. The objective of the attendees is to have the vaccine status of everyone in the world digitally available in the form of a passport. Uh, This might seem uh, reasonable to a few, but it's also a ruse for the globalists to gather data on everyone and then later use that information to control them. Yes, it's all about control. The ultimate goal of the globalists is to combine one's vaccine information with other personal data, including financial transactions from the CBDCs. The passport will connect everyone to a massive database. They're aware all there is to know about everyone will be readily available to the elite, to the Antichrist. Hello, the Antichrist is going to have it all at his fingertips. Just saying, that's that's where it's going, guys. <laughs> we as Christians look at this going, oh man, but we are to be excited. Oh my gosh, excited. What? Bells should be going off in your head. We should be singing. We're going to see the king. We're going to see the king soon and very soon. We are going to see the king, guys. Woo! Praise Jesus. Anyway, when we see all these things happening and all this stuff is coming together so fast now, think back to 2019. Just go back. I was sitting in my tax office. (laughs) Mm. None of this is on the radar. But I've never seen any of this coming. The World Economic Forum was, you know, floating out there. There's a fine federal government. Yeah, they all thought, yay, one day. You know, and they got the bushes out there going, now new taxes, one world government. <laughs> and fast forward where we are now, go, whoa, that happened fast. <laughs> that happened super fast, you guys. So where we went from 2019 when everything was cool and kosher and, you know, we were all just chilling, and I was going to, like, you know, maybe buy some new sheets for the bed, you know, like, you know, to, like, COVID-19 happened. Then, like, everybody's going to die. Billions are going to die. It's going to be, like, the plague. It's going to, like, what? And so, yeah. And then here we are now. You got the line of government, digital banking. All this stuff is coming. Everything is happening so fast, you guys. It's insane. Anyway. Eh. Anyway, so below is a quote from a town hall article concerning vaccine passports. It says, even liberal author Noemi Wolf understands the dangers that vaccine passports represent. She says that if these plans are implemented, it will mean the end of human liberty in the West. Wolf believes the real threat is the government's access to the personal data of millions of Americans. According to Wolf, a vaccine passport will lead to the, quote, end the end of civil society. It has the power to turn off 
your life or to turn on your life to let you engage in society or be marginalized unquote see where we're going guys so what the globalist peddle uh, as quote democracy will lead to the end of human liberty and the vaccine passports will play a key role in the loss of freedoms the abusive use of information will be especially nightmarish for those left behind after the rapture vaccine passports along with uh, the cbdc's will enable the man of lawlessness aka the antichrist to control all buying and selling throughout the world yes guys we're heading uber fast to uh, delusion number four the pandemic treaty will be beneficial in stopping pandemics <laughs> i'm sorry the world health organization or the who met a week before the 2700 power brokers descended upon davos switzerland High on their agenda was discussion of a pandemic treaty. They sell this as something that will result in a prompt and a unified response to future pandemics. However, if approved by member nations during their May 2023 meeting, uh, it will give the WHO and its head absolute control over member nations in regard to what he deems as a health emergency. I've talked about this guy. I've done a program about him. He's crazy as a bed bug. Um, yeah. So uh, all the nations, folks, Christians everywhere, I don't know where you live, UK, uh, India, uh, everywhere, Netherlands, Switzerland, everywhere, you guys need to pray against this. Pray against this. Pray it. Uh, we do, oh, Lord, help us. If, he, if they do get this approved, especially in the United States, then we have lost our sovereignty in the United States, and they just don't know that yet. So we've got to get, something has to happen in the White House bumbling by we all know obama's running the government from his basement everybody knows that <laughs> you know just saying yeah mm. and of course he's controlled by the elitist too so yeah you know it's all oh, it's all coming together you guys but anyway so it says, should the WHO declare such a crisis, they would prescribe a mandatory course of action for everyone. It wouldn't matter if the president of a nation disagreed to the dictates of the WHO would become law in his or her country. Should a U.S. governor say no uh, to the WHO mandates, that also wouldn't matter. The WHO would have the power to militarily enforce compliance with its health dictates. Folks, do you hear that? This is what's happening. Governor Abbott, hello in Texas. Hello, somebody help us. We need to secede from the union to say, and we can do that in Texas. <laughs> we all want to. Everybody in Texas wants to. We don't count Houston. Houston can go on. Dallas, the liberal cities that we have, they just, you know, we could annex them or something. I don't care. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Anyway. This is where we're heading. So those not deceived by the agenda and techniques of the WEF won't be able to resist the mandates of the WHO. Make no mistake, the globalists are liars and cold-hearted uh, cold murders, just like the spirit that's leading them, as John 844. Uh, the pandemic treaty, if approved, will kill many more people than it will protect. Folks, I'm telling you, we need to be praying. Delusion number five, defeating Russia and Ukraine will lead to peace. The I'm going to throw this up there. So you remember when the media tries to tell you something, when everybody's like, when the media's going, oh my gosh, look at him, he's so wonderful. I'm going to hold this. Oh my gosh, we love him. Oh, he's such a warrior. So when the mainstream media is excited about somebody, they always they talk all this good stuff. You need to be very leery. And that's why I was so leery with Zelensky in Ukraine because I was like, 
something's not right in no, something's not right here because why is the mainstream media loving oh look look at him look eh, you know mm, not a big fan anyway uh, so it goes the globalists tell us we must defeat russia in ukraine but don't explain why that's better than directly attacking them why put his people in the middle of such a conflict could it be that the real reason for the conflict is to weaken america which is an outcome celebrated in many posts on the wf website the war in ukraine has already drained america's supply of military assets and greatly weakened its ability to respond if attacked president biden just this week announced that the u.s will send 31 advanced abrams tanks to Ukraine, which will further agitate an already furious Putin. With what better way to provoke World War III and appear to be the victim rather than the aggressor? Leo Holman, yeah, he's my favorite, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com, recently wrote an, uh, an excellent article entitled America 2023, Sleepwalking into World War III. And here's a quote from it. You guys, I read that on the, I read that article anyway here's a quote china and russia are both in full-on war mode mobilizing their economies their armies and navies for world war three with america notice i said america not nato nato is america america is nato along with its vassal states nato has always been built upon american power the problem is america has lost its power and any that remains is largely about perception not reality once the world figures this out it's game over once they see that the emperor has no clothes that it's all smoke and mirrors and the balloon incident has started to open uh, people's eyes, they will be shocked at how weak America actually is. While it might sound reasonable to many, he goes on to say, uh, Jonathan, the ruse that we must defeat Russia and Ukraine has become a key factor in the weakening of America's military and an invitation for a much greater conflict. How much longer can the U.S. president keep poking Putin in the eye without a devastating response from both America uh, for both America and Europe. And so he goes on to talk about hope. Oh my goodness, folks. And this is the truth. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you better believe it. So for those of us in Christ, we have joyous hope. And he goes, I cannot end such an omnibus post without turning all our eyes upward. Jonathan continues and he says, please remember that God controls all the outcomes of those plotting to destroy humanity. What the Bible long ago said would happen in the last days is happening before our eyes. The Lord declares the end from the beginning and he will accomplish his purpose despite the deadly and vile agenda of the wicked. Isaiah 46 verses 8 through 11. And he goes on to say, uh, he believes the Lord is warning mankind in the church that he's coming soon. He's giving the world glimpses of what the devastation will look like during the tribulation. I can't agree more, Jonathan. I cannot agree more. So with everything that's happened in 2023, or even in just the past two weeks, I can't imagine we will have to wait much longer for Jesus's appearing. But as always, the timing rests in God's sovereignty. During these perilous times when deadly delusions increase in popularity and biblical truth seems nowhere to be found, it's vital that we keep our focus, our hope focused on Jesus's imminent appearing. He goes on to talk about in passages such as 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 50 to 55. We're going to pull these up right now, you guys, because, you know, I can tell you all this until I'm blue in the face. But you're like, well, let me look it up and I've already passed it. Right. So let's check it out. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 50 to 55. You know what it is. You, If you know it, you know it. So anyway, it goes on to say, says the Apostle Paul. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the 
dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then it shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? And so he goes on to say, and then first Thessalonians. So let's click on over here to the first Thessalonians. And if you guys don't have the olive tree software on your um, computer, it is free. You set up a little account and it's free. I've bought a whole bunch of books on there. So I have a whole lot of stuff on there, study material and stuff. But for the most part, it's uh, free for whatever you want to study. And so we're reading at the New King James today, by the way. So this is the comfort of his coming. Oh, goodness. And it is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13, all the way through chapter 5, verse 11. And we're going to read it. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Chapter 5. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of lights and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath. Hear that, folks? God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Verse 11, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another or edify one another just as you are doing. Oh, praise the Lord, our blessed hope. And one other verse he brings up here goes Philippians chapter three, verse 20, 21. So I'm going to scroll on over. here. It's very easy. You just hit Philippians and you go to chapter three and I'm going to click on verse 20 right over here. Right there we go. So we're going to read verses 20 to 21. It goes on to say, Make sure I got that there. So for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. What a wonderful promise, you guys. And then in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. So we're going to scroll just next door to Colossians. <laughs> click on chapter 3. Going to click on the chapter verses 1 through 4. So not carnality, but Christ. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting 
at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Oh, what a awesome promise you guys what a promise but i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to read a little further for you but let's go ahead and let's just finish up here for this article so he goes on to say in these passages and he goes um that encouraged me almost on a daily basis he says and keeps him from despair as he watches what's happening in america and around the world and he, he ends with maranatha and that was uh, jonathan brittner you guys jonathan brittner I love him. He's always got some really, really good articles out there. Um, anyway, let's go back um, to Colossians chapter 3. And I'm going to finish out this chapter. And it's uh, after we, you know, we're hidden in Christ, when we come back, when he appears, we're going to appear with him. And um, so let's go ahead and, and look at verse 5. So it goes, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all of these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him, which is Jesus who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. And the character of the new man, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, but on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, even anyone has a if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalm and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Father, what a wonderful promise from our Father God. And I just, just praise him and just give him glory. All glory to our Heavenly Father. One day, one day, folks, he's coming. He's going to send his son, Lord Jesus, to come and take us home. King Jesus, King Jesus. Well, I think what really bothers me so much in this world today is there's no reverence for God. There is no reverence. You know, they call him, oh, daddy, father. And, you know, they just walk around like he's my homie. He's my homeboy and all this stuff. No, he is the creator of the universe. He is the creator of you. He's the creator of me. He is everything. He is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. He's everywhere all the time. He knows everything. You can't hide from him. There's nowhere you can go like the psalmist says. There's nowhere you can't go to the depths of the sea. You can't go to the hospital. There's nowhere you can go that God is not there. And uh, that's kind of a comforting thing too. But of course, if you're living in sin, 
you know, you can be a Christian and you can be living in sin, backslidden, you know, living in sin. And does that cost you your salvation? No, once saved, always saved. You're truly born again, believer in Christ. You cannot lose your salvation. We're all going to sin. You cannot lose your salvation. But if you continue to habitually live in sin, guess what? You will happen. If Even if you sin, guess what's going to happen? You're going to break fellowship with God. You're not going to have that relationship, that communion with God because you've sinned. And the only way to get around that is to admit it. <laughs> you have to repent. You have to say you have to come to God because that's one thing. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn from top to bottom. And that's the Holy of Holies where they used to send the priest in there and tie, you know, like a rope to him in case he died. They could drag him out, right? <laughs> and so this is a very, it was a very thick curtain. I think they said like 18 inches. So it's not like, you know, a little curtain you have hanging in your house or like drapes or like whatever. No, this was like a curtain, right? And so when Christ died, it was ripped from the top to the bottom, which means we have access to our Abba Father through Christ Jesus. And so that, folks, should just give you joy and just give you awe. Like, wow. You know, and that's why another thing with the Catholics, if y'all been listening on the Wednesdays, I just uploaded all of them and put them. That should tell you right there that Catholics are a cult. They are demonic. They are not Christianity. No man on earth has the power to get, forgive you of your sins. And you know another thing? God even said in his word, you should call no one on earth your father. For you have one father and he is in heaven. Right? So that right there tells you, not you're not talking about your mom and dad. You know, they're talking about like the Catholic priests. So remember that. And uh, nobody has the power to absolve sins or anything like that. The blood of Christ is what forgives you. Jesus Christ is the only one that can forgive you. And uh, his blood sacrifice took care of that for us on the cross. Thank God. And so, so it's just amazing to know. So when you've sinned, all you've got to do is get on your knees. If you can't get on your knees, that's fine. Just wherever you're at, just repent. Just say, God, I'm sorry. Tell him what you've done because the Holy Spirit's convicting you. You know that. And uh, repent. Now, you're not going to be condemned, but the Holy Spirit will convict you, like convict you. And so um, repent of your sin. Ask Christ, you know, to say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And you're forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, as far as he has removed your sin from you, God says, I blotted out. Remember it no more. So you shouldn't either. But if you're living backslidden and you're living and you can't figure out what's going on, say you're sick or whatever, all kinds of stuff is going on, nothing's working right, look at your life. Is there unrepentant sin that you know of, that you know you're sinning and you're like, oh, you need to repent. You need to acknowledge that you're sin, confess your sin to God, ask him to forgive you like Jesus, forgive me, please, I'm sorry, forgive me. And he will. And then boom, your relationship is restored with God. Now, is everything going to be hunky-dory, you know, rainbows and butterflies and puppy dog tails? No, (laughs) but I'm not saying everything's going to be great, but I'm telling you, you will restore the relationship with God. And that's because you can be, you know, you know, when God is chastising you. And if you don't read a little bit more in the Bible and you're going to learn because he only chastises his children, the ones that he loves. So if you're being chastised by the Lord, just know he loves you <laughs> and he he welcomes you as a son or daughter so that's why he chastens us and so it's kind of a good thing and uh, like i always say if you're going through a trial in life and if for some reason that trial keeps coming back and coming back and coming back into your life it means you have not learned the lesson that god wants you to learn 
And so if you find yourself in a situation like that all the time, I'm speaking from experience, folks. <laughs> That's how I can tell you all this because I have been there, done it for like 20 years. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, well, yeah, it was me. So I had to learn from that, you know. But anyway, just, you know, seek the Lord while he still may be found. Um, my big thing is... Um, we see the day approaching of of Christ's soon return. We see the days approaching of the tribulation. And uh, the Bible spells it out. When that tribulation starts, when it begins, when it begins, when that peace treaty is signed with Israel, that is that is the start. You can count down from that day when Christ will return. Um, three and a half years into that, you can count that down to the abomination of desolation. Um, when all this happens. So there is a timeline on the seven year tribulation. You can count that, you know, right? You can, you can count that. Now the imminency of the rapture, you don't know. You don't know when he's going to come back and get you. And that's another thing you don't know. Uh, that's imminent. He gives you signs. When you see these things begin to happen, lift your head up high because your redemption draws near. Uh, birth pains upon a, a pregnant woman. All these things are going to be happening. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. You know, all these things are going to be happening. Earthquakes in diverse places and all, all kinds. We actually see that happen. Look how many earthquakes are happening right now. Look, have y'all noticed Turkey? Uh, we have earthquakes here in Texas. Now, we usually have some down in the basin because, uh, you know, they're always fracking and stuff like that down there. But we're having more and more earthquakes and in in strange places and do you guys remember there used to be a tornado season like i live in the i live in i live in tornado alley where the bible belt and tornado alley so uh yeah and i dread the springtime weather all the way to july i'm like i'm like oh like a little leaf shaking you know i hate tornadoes i hate them hate them hate them um so anyway there used to be this season you knew you could expect hailstorms and you know all the stuff during yeah but now there is no tornado season anymore. It is 24-7 tornadoes. Like wherever they want to be. Like, on, oh, hey, Louisiana, boom, here comes some tornadoes. Oh, Idaho, I not Idaho, Idaho, here's just some tornadoes. You know, here we go, boom, boom. December, flooding in December. We have tornadoes in December. Tornadoes in January, February, April. It, there's no season anymore. There's just whenever. Well, the Bible said this was going to happen. It's going to happen. It's all over the place. It's going to happen. So the weather is crazy, which, you know, God said, hey, this is what's going to happen in the end days. Did you not listen to me? You know, <laughs> Did you not read my word I gave you? You know, unless you're the Andy Stanleys of the world. And uh, that's another thing. When, when pastors or anybody tells you that the word of God is not sufficient or we shouldn't pay attention to the Old Testament. We only need the New Testament. Get out of there. Get out. Get out. Get out. That is not a church. That is a false prophet. That's a false teacher. That is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And get away. Get away. And you wonder what's happened to the United States of America. You know, there, oh man, I, I look over at Saudi. I have, a, I have a map and it says behind me over here in my office. And it says, pray for the persecuted. And on that map, it tells you where the hostile nations are, where people die every day for their faith, for their faith. And um, it has all of these. And, and uh, you can go to uh, Voice of the Martyrs and you can get one for yourself. Um, and you can pray that pray over that map. And I suggest that you do. That's a good way to help those folks over there. There's not a whole lot we can do for our brothers and sisters, but we can pray for them. And you know what? God can do anything. 
God can do anything. There are believers in China. There are believers um, South Korea, North Korea. There's believers in North Korea. There are believers um, Budapest, Lebanon, um, India. There are believers in uh, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, uh, Japan, uh, Russia, many, many in Russia, um, the UK, Ireland. By the way, I'm Scottish. <laughs> My whole life I thought I was Irish. Until <laughs> I did the DNA thing, like, you are Scottish. Scottish and Viking. I'm like, oh, I can see the Viking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there are believers everywhere. You know, in places that we as Christians here in the United States, we take it for, we, we, uh, you know, it, uh, what is the, when um, persecution makes the, makes the church stronger. And uh, the United States is about to face some persecution. And um, the Bible said we would be persecuted, you know. And I look over at, oh my gosh, over uh, Saudi Arabia and all the, the, the Middle East over there. Believers who die for their faith, who die for their faith. And it just, you know, there's a, oh, there's a crown for that. Jesus will give you a crown for that. And you can throw it at his feet. There are, it's just, you know, we in the United States, we take it, we just take it for granted. We take our freedoms for granted. And uh, go out and get you that, go out and get you that map. Go to Voice of the Voice of the Martyrs. And um, get you the map and, and you know, read through it. You'll actually get the magazine. They send out a magazine. I think it's monthly. You'll get a new magazine every month. And it's going to it's gonna tell you what's going on in the world. And that way you'll have a huge, a lot better idea of what's really happening um, around the world that we in the United States will never know. Because you'll never hear about this on the mainstream media. You're never going to hear um, about uh, the persecution that's happening to Christians. So they could care less. They could care less about what's happening to Christians. Um you know, they don't cover anything. And I, I really want to do some more. Um, I want to look into this Asbury uh, that's going on with that because, um, you know, I I don't want to be quick. to say, and, I, and I'm not saying, I mean, that charismatics aren't, you know, I'm, you know, I can't, I was, I, I learned to pray in a charismatic church. I did. It was a Bible believing um, charismatic church. Let me throw that in there. <laughs> we weren't off the deep end or anything, but um, before I went back to the uh, to the Baptist church from it now, um, but I learned to pray. That I tell you what, uh, my pastor Ricky Fall, um, that's where I learned to pray. That's where I learned to pray the word of God. You know, uh, Bab, they don't teach you that in the Baptist church. <laughs> they don't teach you to pray the word of God, and then you read to the word of God, and and uh, you know. The Philippians and uh, you know you got to put on the helmet of salvation and Ephesians and you've got to read these you know you got to saturate yourself in the word of God because the Bible even says that in that day don't worry about what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will bring to your mind what to say but if you don't know the word of God the Holy Spirit can't bring it to your mind to say it have you ever been in like like in a dire situation and you're like you're praying like oh man what was that bird you know what I mean and, and that's going to happen because you're going to have instances in your life um, where things are going to happen. And it's going to happen suddenly and you're going to need to to pray. You're going to need to pray. And the Holy Spirit will bring to you what to pray from from the word of God. It's not going to be like some thought out there like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be the word of God is what he's going to bring to your mind. Hey, but if you don't read the word of God, if you don't hide, like the Bible says, hide the word in your heart. There's he's not going to be able to bring it to your remembrance because you never read it. 
you never hid it in your heart. And so that's just the big thing. Uh, you know, just the big, big thing I like to do. Just read the word of God. Tell people to read the word of God. I know y'all hear me. I harp on it all the time, but it is so important. It's so important to read his word. Anyway, um, so I'm just curious about this Asbury. And I do want to do some some more research. And I'm not, I, I, one big thing that kind of turned me off is they have women pastors. I'm like, eh, it's not in the Bible. That's unbiblical. So that kind of, you know, eh. But um, as far as everything else goes, I mean, only time will tell, right? Um, it does have, um, I mean, you know, we'll check it out. But, I, you know, stuff I've seen seems pretty, you know, good. Even though it does lean to the charismatic side, it's not leaning to the crazy charismatic. And, um, you know, because charismatic Pentecostals, um, that kind of thing, which I don't see anything, you know, inherently wrong with that. Um I am not a cessationist, so uh, I've never, you've never claimed to be a cessationist. Um, a lot of Baptists are. Um, I'm not. I still think there are gifts of the Holy Spirit that are still operating uh, today. And if it were not so, I do believe the Bible would have told us that. Um, do I believe all of them are in um, operation that, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know about all of that. Um, I do believe there are. Um, we'll get into that one day. Not tonight. We'll talk about that maybe one other night. I'll kind of give you guys a rundown of why and why I don't think certain things are, are still operational. But we'll we'll talk about that. But anyway, um, you guys tell me what you guys think about this Asbury revival. I would love to hear what you guys think. Um, shoot me an email. Uh, Bible Prophecy for Today at Outlook.com. Bible Prophecy, the number four today at Outlook.com. Or you can even shoot me an email at Heather at Bible Prophecy for Today.com. You guys can do that too. If you want to, go check out um, my website if you guys are feeling froggy, you know. <laughs> you can go check uh, check that out. Um, I haven't done, I'm fixing to do some updates on that. Um, my last day is the 23rd, and I did take the job. I did take the job there at the Twin Peaks uh, Security. We don't work. Uh, I work for another company. We're contracted uh, through Twin Peaks. I don't technically work for them. I am contracted through there, but I work for Flashpoint. And um, he's uh, my boss is actually deployed right now. So anyway, if you'll pray for Eli, I sure would appreciate that. Um, but he was a good company, and I work with another uh, gentleman, and he is a uh, he is a Bible believing Christian as well. And uh, he goes, there's a lot of opportunity there um, to talk to people about Jesus. Because, you know, um, God will open doors wherever he puts you at. Wherever he puts you, wherever he places you, um, he will bring folks to you. You know, if you pray, I've noticed if you pray for that, ask for an opening like, Lord God, please, you know, use me today. Somehow use me to plant a seed. Use me, you know, send me, you know, whatever. Lord, let me, you know, just whatever I can do, you know. And uh, he'll give you opportunities. I'm telling you, there's opportunities abounding. And just pray on that because I'm telling you, ah, oh, it's such a such a wonderful feeling, you know, when you just ah, oh, when you get to share the gospel with somebody, or you get to, or you get to help them or encourage them, or like whatever you, whatever God has called you to do on your heart, right? Um, but I am going to um, jump on uh, in this website on this and do a little bit of tweaking on it. Um, so yeah, um, some, I got that one little video and you throw some more videos. I do have a, just my thought blog on there. Um, if you guys want, you can actually sign up for the blog. Um, and I think it sends it every Monday. If I've, if I've put up a blog, I usually try to do a blog like every month or so one a month. They're very short. Um, nothing major, major February the 4th. I did a doctrine matters blog. 
Okay, I guess they call them blogs. Anyway, it is very short, and uh, I'll read it to you right now on the air. So if you want to, you can actually um, uh, sign up for that. Anyway, it says, I recently uploaded an old video to my new YouTube channel about Andy Stanley being an apostate. Yes, my old channel was deleted by the YouTube upper echelon. <laughs> Imagine that. Little old me and my tiny channel banned. Surprised? Yeah, me neither. Uh, well, back to the story. Y'all know me in my weight squirrel. <laughs> anyway, I had this individual post a comment that I apparently do not understand the Protestant movement and that Andy Stanley being a, quote, Protestant can say whatever he wants. Well, them there are fighting words in Texas. No, just kidding. But in all seriousness, that is where we as apologetics step in to defend our positions. However, debating this person was like arguing with a fence post. I'm just going to leave these verses here for your enjoyment. And so I put, of course, uh, Proverbs 26, 4 from the ESV. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. In Proverbs 18, uh, 2 says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion opinion and of course proverbs 29 9 if a wise man has an argument with a fool the fool only rages and laughs and there is no quiet so i ended it with uh please folks get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and until next time of course maranatha um anyway so they're just like this short little you know just little just little blog post that i throw up there so if you guys are interested you can you know do that as well um i do have a podcast on there uh, that's an old of 10,000 downloads. That's old. I think um, I think that's got one for 30-something thousand downloads. Thank you guys so much. Y'all are awesome. God bless you guys. Oh, bless y'all. Uh, and I do have the, it's, okay, so it's Bible Prophecy for today, um, Rumble videos. And so I do have the YouTube channel back up. So I'm going to start throwing um, those uh, YouTube channels up there. So until they take me down again. And, of course, I have my Statement of Faith. And a while back, I had started a, a channel. It's called A Moment with the Savior. And there's just short videos, like no more than five minutes, like the parable of the sower and uh, the blessings of salvation. Those are the only two I got there. But that's actually a, a YouTube channel you guys can go to. And they're just cool, you know, quick little videos and the reality of hell and those kind of things. They're short, short little videos that I enjoy doing. Um, you can also... Uh, there's a link uh, on the on the homepage um, to my Amazon.com, so you guys can run there. I also have a contact page, uh, so if you click on the contact, uh, it'll bring down. You can get in touch with me there and send me. Um, you can send me some emails there too. So that was the whole reason for that. Um, but anyway, that's where I wanted to uh, just jump on and give you guys some um, updates. Let you guys know what's going on. And um, I think now I'm going to jump off of here and uh, get ready and hit the hay, as we say, uh, and get ready for church in the morning. But anyway, yeah, guys, if you want to shoot me an email, man, please, I, I will, or even comment on this um, Podbean. If you guys have the Podbean app, um, if that's how you guys listen to the podcast, and you can actually um, leave a comment there. Otherwise, if you have Spotify or Google Cast or iTunes, I don't think it'll let you do that. But um, it may. I mean, I you know. I'm not sure. I haven't tried. Um, but yeah, so if you guys would, I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on Asbury. I would love to hear that and uh, other things. You know, let me know what you guys think. Um, but, um, you know, I did disagree with those Spencer on there, but I love Brother Spencer. Don't get me. I love him. Absolutely. He has got a heart for the Lord. And um, just because we disagree on little things like that doesn't mean, he, you know, it's not a salvation 
whole issue, you know? And so you have to, you have to, you know, uh, you know, what do you call it? Um, take that with a, you know, the grain of sand or grain of salt or whatever you want to call it, as my daddy would say. Um, but yeah, if it's like a, if it's like a doctrinal statement, like about salvation or about Christ or about the inerrancy of the Bible and those kind of things, then it gets a little different. But if you just, you know, disagree on other things, I mean, we're all not going to agree on everything, you know, but um, anyway, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. So if you're still hanging on here, um, that's awesome. I appreciate it. And uh, But anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to really get off of here this time. And uh, anyway, so, um, you know, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Marin, oh, oh, before I jump in there and end this, one more thing. I'm going to upload a video uh, it's already 12.57 my time on Sunday morning. And so I will be doing a video uh, for my YouTube channel. I may not get it out till later on today, like later on this evening, but I will be posting one. I'm going to try to post a video every Sunday on my YouTube. And of course, for them to, to get the algorithms going, you have to you have to do that every Sunday. So in most of my videos, I'm on YouTube are like 15 minutes, so not a whole lot, not very in-depth, not like I do on the, on the podcast, but just like central points that, you know, uh, important things. Like I'll probably get to do one um, on the Ohio um, toxic spill and burn um, that they did. And just that just, oh, I can't believe they did that. All those people down there, that is so very dangerous, so very dangerous um, health-wise. And so anyway, um, Okay, North Korea threatens unprecedented, what was that, whoa, North Korea threatens unprecedented response, uh, that's the mainstream media, so, whoa, yeah, tell you what, you guys, and uh, yeah, so anyway, oh, crazy stuff going on in the world today, we'll jump on that tomorrow, though, all right, thanks you guys so much for listening, and oh my gosh, may God bless each and every one of you. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha.